All right, so hey, hey, it's your girl Miss Mouthy, and so we gonna kick off a new episode. Of course, I wanted to bring on a very special guest because I think the work that he does is really amazing as a young black entrepreneur, and I featured him in a previous episode, but it was like a little commercial just so y'all could get into like his products, what he do, what he brings to the city. But I wanted to really sit down and indulge and have a longer, more in-depth conversation with him around who he is. So, please introduce yourself. Well, hey y'all. Y'all know me as Tylee. Um, my real name Linnell, but you know, Tylee. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> just gonna go off that. Okay, so let's start there. Where did yeah. the word, the um, name Tylee come from? Um, well, it's a funny story. I was in school and I hate my name because my name okay. is actually like my father's name. Okay. So my name is Linnell Tyrone. Okay. And my father's name is Tyrone Linnell. Oh, okay. And I so, like, yeah, I hated that though. Like, just mm-hmm. growing up, everybody just said, like, I look like my daddy, act <laughs> like my daddy, and stuff. So, like, that used to really, 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 like, bother me and stuff. So, um, I changed the T-Y in Tyrone, okay. and then the L-E-E in my name, and then that's how I came up with the Tylee. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you grew up in, like, um, yeah, so are you originally from Detroit? Um, well, I grew up in Oak Park, actually. Okay. So um, pretty much, I want to say from elementary all the way to, like, high school, and then I left in the middle of high school and I went to Troy, but for the most part, I grew up in, like, Oak Park. I did travel a lot in the meantime, but um, I want to say starting off, like, in middle school. Okay, so... Was there a big difference between Oak Park and Troy growing up and, like, being a person of color? Um, yes and no. Okay. How so? Well, I feel like I got bullied all my life, really. Okay, okay. that's true. Talk so, about it. <laughs> um, it really wasn't no difference as far as, like, no race. It was more so, like, a gay issue for me. Okay. Like, I didn't really experience race issue until I kind of, like, grew up in my adulthood. Then I started recognize like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. people is racist. Okay, so you talked about bullying. When was, like, what was the first experience of bullying that you could recall? Well, um, I want to say my first bully was my father. Mm. Yeah, my first bully was my father. I used to get beat a lot by him. Um, now, I don't want to say his methods was um, like I was locked in a dungeon or something like that. Right, right, right. But his methods was really uh, extreme to the okay. point to where like I viewed, I viewed him as like an evil person so like every time that like I was around my father like I was really really like scared and nervous and like I I didn't want to like speak or move and so like growing up like that um I don't know I can't explain it it kind of made me like in a shell like a turtle or something like that I always was like in a shell 
So, um, in high school, I mean, well, I'm sorry, in elementary, I always got bullied because I was always taller than everybody. Mm. And then people always was like, oh, you gay, you gay, you gay. I didn't even know what gay, gay know, was. Gay was in elementary, yeah, right. So I'm like, you know, I'm not gay. Like, what is that? Yeah. And then um, I pretty much found out I was gay when I was in third grade. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, so, okay, so let me, could you talk about policing? And I think people mm-hmm. don't really understand oftentimes that, like, if you have a child that is outside of the norm or what they consider um, different, that parents and family members don't know how problematic and traumatic they make your childhood when they're constantly policing you or bullying you or seeing reference to things to try and make you somebody that you're not. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I and agree. being a parent myself is like, I don't give a damn who my child is about to become. This soul already is in the body that got a vessel. So let your child be whoever they're designed to be. Mm-hmm. There is nothing about beating their ass that's going to change, ultimately, their attraction, who they're going to be. Um, Especially now that I'm older, I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, I realize a lot of stuff that I did when I was younger. Um I was acting out because I didn't know... I didn't have nobody to turn to. I was the youngest. Right, right, right. So, a lot of the stuff that I went through, like, nobody knew. Like, I was going through a lot of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been raped before. You I'm know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, it, i just been through a lot of, like, tragic things in my life. You know, um, I'm about to turn 28. So, for me to be about to be 28 and experience a lot of stuff that I experienced... Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it made me the person who I am today, but it also made me so, like, sheltered and so, like, um... Guarded. Guarded mm-hmm. that it's so hard for me to, like, let people into my life and, like, open up and, like, you know, do things like that. Like, just be around people and share, like, my life with people. Right. Because I feel like people is just always out to get me or somebody is just always, like, ready to attack me. Yeah. So... And, and I, I can relate to a lot of that, um things how did you find yourself coping or dealing with getting help for some of your traumas that you've been through um well I have been to therapy I do you know I have a therapist I'm not going to say that I haven't um went that route but honestly, like, I'm still dealing with it. It's, okay. it's not, like, it's not a complete story, you know That's I mean? real. And then I'm still, like, going through my traumas, figuring out, like, who I am as a person, mm-hmm. what's making me, you know, strong, what's making me weak, what's making me motivated. Like, um, every day I'm figuring out a lot that happened in my past is what, you know, how I am today and why I move and, you know, my mood swings and things mm-hmm. like that. So, honestly, I can't really say, like, how I'm really, like, coping with it. I'm just really praying to God. I'm talking to him. I'm asking him to show me ways, you know. Okay, so you talked about the first, um, the third grade was your first kind of acknowledgement of your attractionality. Tell Mm -hmm. me about that. Um, okay. Well, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) You know, because I said we was going to be real. Right. You know? <laughs> did so I can ask whatever. Say, I did. I said yeah. no. No questions is off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to be honest, I basically had somebody that, I, as a brother, okay. I was, you know, you know, as a kid, you know, you're close to somebody. Right. 
And so pretty much he just kind of like turned me out. Like just just long story short, okay. you know, because I feel like people are still <laughs> judging. <laughs> no, not judging. judging. Okay. I feel like people still know the situation. Oh, okay. And got so it. like you know, he still do his thing. Okay. Like, I don't want to bring no attention to him. No, and I get that. But, um, you know, we just kind of, he just kind of, like, showed me some things that I felt like I would have never had the balls to do myself. Got it. And so, it started from there, and then it went on. Okay. That's real. Um, but I guess, more than anything, how is your relationship with your father now that you're an adult? Um, we don't talk at all. Okay. It's mainly my fault. Um, he wants to be in your my life. Your fault or your choice? It's my choice, kind of. Okay, okay. It's, it's kind of my choice. Okay. Um, he want to be in my life, but he don't want to have that conversation. About the accountability, past. right. And yeah, and I feel like, you know, in order to be in my life now, like, I need to know that you really are a changed person. Like, I don't want to just be able to just come in your life and then you playing, like, the daddy role. Like, I want to know that you know that, like, you changed my life in ways that I never thought. Right. And even so, like, I wish, like, Tony Ada had a father and, like, you know, I can be able to, like, call him and just be able to ask him questions. And, you know, it's things that I'm still learning as a man, too, that I didn't realize that not having a father around affected me, too. So, um, but I feel like I cannot get to that point to where I can let it go mm -hmm. until um, we have that conversation but he don't want to really take that acknowledgement he feels like we should the past is the past we should just you know wipe our hands and just move on but you're the one that experienced yeah i can't it, yeah so, i just can't yeah. move you know because i honestly feel like even at this age like you would still be the same person yeah. so and you know what i find is the biggest misconception for um when it comes to lgbt people with um that's more on the feminine spectrum is that they feel like Oh, if you don't got a father there, then this is the reason why you're there. But a lot of us then had our fathers in the picture. Our fathers be the one that contribute to the abuse or the trauma. And it'd be like, no, nah, my life actually flourished when I either get rid of or choose not to um, let somebody else shame me for who I'm about to be. Exactly. So. And then the crazy part about it is it's just not even just with him. <clears throat> Um, I also was, like, abused by, like, my mom and my, like, sisters. Like, okay. I I felt like I was just growing up in a household with just, like, really abused. But I didn't realize that until, like, now. But me and my sisters used to always fight. Do you feel like a lot of that is around um, black culture kind of really hard view on homosexuality? And so I noticed that kids that's more effeminate, um, especially males growing up, that they get kind of like abused by the whole entire family mm -hmm. just for, and it don't even have to be physical abuse, mm -hmm. right? Like it could just be the constant of verbal mm -hmm. abuse of calling this child something that you shouldn't be calling a four-year-old. Um, yeah, because I still go through that now, like being older. Like I feel like my sisters just kind of like talk to me just any old type of way. Same thing with my mom. Like I'm like me and her currently... 
it's going on two months since I talked to her. Okay. Um, so I feel like our relationships are still like that to this day. It's toxic. Um, but I feel like it's a whole respect thing, and I feel like they don't right. really view me and value me as a person, as a whole, what I'm doing. They don't even really support my business or anything like that. So um, it's just more so I view it as an individual thing because I don't want to say, like, it's a black thing or, right. like, a because I just feel like every household is different, mm-hmm. even though I feel like we all, like, kind of been through a lot of tragic things you know, um, what's the word for it? Similar things, even mm-hmm. though we kind of all been through similar tragic things, I feel like our situation is depending on what we did, too. Mm-hmm. Because I also was a bad child, you know, I don't want to make it seem like right, I was right, just right. innocent and, and you know, amazing. but that was just also because, like I said, I was alone, I didn't have nobody to turn to, you know, like I said, I'm in the third grade and, you know, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, how do I go to my mom and be like, hey, you know, I'm having these feelings. Yeah, this is what I'm doing, feelings. you know, and then it was like, like I said, I'm the the baby. So my older sister's there in middle school, high school, so it wasn't that type of connection and then on top of that I'm getting teased in school I'm getting jumped in school you know what I'm saying so I really didn't have nobody to really just like turn to and then on top of that like I I still was popular at the end of the day like everybody knew me so I was just really acting out I was bad I never wanted to be in class I always was like um, in the office doing like um, paperwork like you know in, uh, in school suspension and shit like that because I just never really wanted to be around like the other kids and shit like that because I just I was miserable I, and I think you hinted well, on something I keep saying in high school but just growing up in school that made me think about like why the suicide rate is so high mm-hmm. because think about it if I have to go to school and I'm getting bullied and just for being me then I go home and I can't talk about what happened at school and I'm getting my ass beat if I say like, oh, I like boys or, you know, I want to do this or whatever. It's just you don't have no outlet and sometimes now I see why the suicide rate in the youth is so high because they don't feel like they have an outlet and so I would really like for people to not condemn um, people for that. Yeah, because I, I ain't gonna lie, I thought about killing myself several times. Like, uh, okay. the grace of God is the reason why I'm here. I hadn't prayed. I'd have been at my right, lowest right. point. Like, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, 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 I even prayed to God to let me go. Like, you know, give mm-hmm. me the willpower to not let me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's been that deep. You know? Um... Because you've just been through a lot. Like, and then even what you said, like, uh, my first middle school experience, um, I want to say the, either the first day or the first week I got raped. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I I got raped. I um pretty much got raped by somebody that was uh, a football player, and I was on my way like home, and so that experience alone, like you know, I could who who could I really like tell? Turn to right. Yeah, and then I mean. And then in school, like, you know, people are just really, like, childish and stuff like that. So, it's just, you know, you really just don't, like, you don't look at it like that. You know, I was gay, you know. So, it was just, like. And, and I think that's the biggest thing is that yeah. people feel like because you gay or trans that you, you're inviting them to, like, yeah. some sexual deviance to, like, 
take over my body or yeah. have sex with me. And really, it's like, no, I'm just... And I personally knew something was off with that whole situation, but I still allowed it because, like I said, it was just in third grade. Like, this, it was what I was kind of, like, used to. So, it was just, like, even though in that situation, I wasn't the one that invited that situation. I wasn't the one that was like... Yes, come pick me. Let's do it. Yeah. I still, I felt like went along with it. And so I didn't think of it as rape until I got older. And then I looked back on it. And I was just like, you know, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's a lot of situations. And like, people don't be understanding. It don't let us have, feel like we have a right to our bodies because of how we choose to identify. And that, that solely is not fair. Yeah. And I think if you... If you already feel like you can't go to your parents for telling them how you truly feel before to prevent this, how the hell are you going to go and tell them afterwards when, like, now nah, they're going to be like, well, this happened because right. you this way. Like, if you wasn't this way, that wouldn't happen. And that's not... And I came out the closet in eighth grade. <laughs> I commend I that. I couldn't take it no more. I commend that. I could not take it no more. I was tired. <laughs> that's when I, I, I had... I don't know what movie it was, but I had that, like, breaking out. Like, y'all got me fucked up. Like, right. I am who I am. And then from that moment, I felt like that's when everybody, like, really respected me. And I still got bullied. But it was in a different... It was more so, like, because everybody fucked with me at that point. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, all the, like, guys didn't like that I had all the girls' attention. and You, you know, knew you was, I was Yeah, it was yeah. that. So, you know, the, you know, back then, like, it's cool to be gay now with everybody, like, free flag. And, you know, it's LGBT plus QA, all the <laughs> other stuff that's added. You know, not right. to be funny, but we didn't have that back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had Drama Club, and that was that. Like, you know, all the people that was gay, that was our little meet and meet up spots, our little, you know, okay. secret little club shit. But, like, shit, it was not cool to just be gay. But for me, I was like, fuck y'all. Like, you know. Right. So what would you what would you say to... The young Tylee, um, growing up to knowing, like, who you become now about them just growing up as a young gay person in America. Um, it's so hard to really, like, answer that. Okay. Simply because, like, I experienced so much that I wouldn't even know what to even, like. What What is the part for young Tali that you, what is something that you wish an adult in your life would have told you um, now that you're older? I wish I really, 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 really would have, like, focused on school. I feel like I was so, I don't want to say afraid, but I was just like trying to discover who I was mm-hmm. and still I feel like I was trying to discover who I was, but still be like present mm-hmm. and like life, I guess. And so, I never was, like, focusing, like, on school. I was just focusing on, like, all the wrong things. Like, skipping, like, you know, 
liking boys and just, you know, just figuring out who I was, like, because I really didn't, like, have nobody to teach me those things, you know? Mm -hmm. And then even, like, now thinking about it, even being out and gay, it wasn't even a lot of people that was, like, out and gay, too, so it wasn't even, like, it was, like, a gay group or, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of us that I can be like, oh. Hey, girl. So, I mean, I did have my best friend who I met in eighth grade. That's around the time that I I came out of the closet. But uh, he was more so... um, So, who was the first person you told? The first person I told? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know who the first person I told. Okay. I really don't know. Okay. Because I didn't know, I, I guess because back then I didn't really want to believe it. I didn't, like, really officially, like, believed it until I had my first middle school crush. Okay. And I, I'm going to just tell you the story. So this this is how it happened. <laughs> it is so embarrassing. Really? It's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> basically, everybody just thought that I was gay or all that other stuff. But in, like, eighth grade, like... I don't know. I just had this crush on this guy. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. Everybody pretty much, if you went to middle school with me, yeah, you know you who it was. Period. Period. And so, um, I used to just have the biggest crush on him. And then I said, I, I don't know, I, one thing, I just said it to a classroom. Like, but, like, to... You know how you be sitting in the back of the classroom with your friends and all that other stuff, whatever the case may be. So I kind of like slipped out and like said it, and then everybody was just like, you know, kind of like shocked. And then in that moment, I was just like, well, yeah. But I didn't think in that moment, like me saying, like me crushing on him was going to come out in a way that like it did. I thought it was just going to come out as like, oh, okay, he confirmed he gave, that's what it was. But it was just like, all the attention was just like on us like and it was just so crazy because I could not stop it from that moment it was just so embarrassing and then the man was straight so it made it even more awkward even though I thought he was gay but it made it more awkward because it was just like you know I never personally like had that conversation with him or Mm. like you know baby that's not like something I went through in middle school so let me And I get what you're saying. Like, for me, in middle school, it was easier to be bad and disruptive than to just, like, be myself and trans because that's all people going to focus on. So, if you're bad, then you give people this, like, um, deflection of, like, don't pay attention to this. Look at this. Yeah. Um, So, I remember my friend had wrote this letter to this boy that I like. (laughs) I was like, oh, this bitch. Um, now mind you, that was the first time that I ever had a gay male best friend. Mm-hmm. So I told him at lunch, like, he was just like, oh, who would you like if you liked anybody? And I'm like, oh, such and such. And, um, we were sitting in this class. This is when they would mix up, like, the, um, the different, um, no, this was in high school. I didn't really have no crush in high school. Right. They would mix, like, the 10th graders with the 12th graders. And everybody was mixing. So we was in Spanish. I sat in the corner. I'm the only child that sits in the corner. So my crush walks up to me. Mind you, I already nervous as hell because I'm like, what, "What are you coming up to me for? You don't talk to me, right?" Um, and he handed me this paper. Talk about what is this about? Oh my God. <laughs> I look at their paper. I know that's so embarrassing. And so everything that I told my friend, 
the United bitch wrote in the letter Ooh. and gave it to my crush. And so I'm like, I don't even know what this is or what you're talking about. Like, right. And he like, so you like me? And I'm like, I don't like you. But of course you can't hide it because right. it's like written all over your face. Yeah. I'm like, look at my handwriting. That's not even my handwriting. Like, I think you wrote it. In that know? moment, you like, I'm about to kill this bitch. I understand. You, you hear me? I'm yeah. going to jail. <laughs> okay? At 16, I'm going to jail because this bitch got re-fucked up. Um, but that experience had taught me, A, you can't really trust other people. True. Um, two, if I knew what I knew now when it comes to the type of men that I like, that this was going to be a cycle. Like, this was a preview Amen. of what what to come the moment, like, somebody get yeah. wind of... You liking that. That's me. And see, and that's sort of thing. Like, I felt like I was always attracted to the wrong guy and I had no guidance. Because in that, like, my experience, we our bockers was, like, right there with Ooh. each other and everything. Our bockers was right there and everything. Mm. And it was just, like, so crazy. Because it was no way of like avoiding him, and we end up fight- we end up fighting too, because that's how like bad it got. Like it just got to a point to where like cause then I just end up owning it. And I'm just like, yeah, I like you. It is what it is. Like yeah, you know, like- I said it. Like you know, but at that point, like I said, I was young, dumb. I didn't. I wasn't thinking of anything like that. It was just to the point to where I was so cocky and confident. Like cause it went on for a long time. Like yeah. it, it trans like it. it it was a thing. And I wrote up a poem. <laughs> okay, now you pushed it. I can get you blurted out in class or whatever. And the kids kind of taking the bone and carrying it. But you didn't wrote a poem. We had, like, poetry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. You like, love that boy. I, <laughs> I tried to, like, listen. He was, like, my real life crush, so... Um, we, I don't know, it was like some type of poetry shit that we had, like a class and something, but I wrote a, I wrote a poem, and it was deep, so, um, his last name is Reese, we'll just say that, okay. right, okay, okay, and so the name, the poem name was Reese Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, Reese Cup. It was Reese <laughs> And you were pouring so, your feelings out. It was basically like a mad poem, but it was like, yes, it was a filler poem, but it was just kind of like, you know, yes, I had a crush on you. Yes, you know, it went too far. You still have me fucked up. At the end of the day, you still going to be my Reese cup, like something <laughs> like that. You mind, even like when that. you ain't mine. Yeah, so, and then I had like some candy, so I was like throwing it to the, like, the crowd, like some Reese cups. Yes, I was drawn, I was so dramatic back then. And, like... Now I know why I'm like, why finally, yeah. Yeah, like, but look, so they talk, they was talking about it. Like the school okay. knew, so everybody knew whatever. So when it came to like, he was like the last class to really, um, like come mm-hmm. and, um, listen to the poem. And so by the time it got to them, like everybody was talking about it and blah, 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 blah. And, so, basically, it had got to, like, the teacher and the supervisors and stuff like right. that. And so, um, basically, they was like, you can't read the poem, you know. We was this, know. like, for a talent show or something? No, it was just, like, it was a In the class. class. And then it, it was just, assignment. like, a little, pro- okay. yeah, they were just having, like, different classes 
come to, you know, our class to listen to our poetry and stuff like that. I don't know, corny field time shit. I don't Ooh. know. So, yeah, I, I knew that, you know, the event was coming and this was what we was doing. This was the poem. I knew that, you know, it was all So, you knew you was going to wait some shit Absolutely. Out. I was like, you know, you got me fucked up. You my Reese's cup. Okay. Exactly. Period. So, it was that. So, it was all that. And it was so funny because when they told me I couldn't read that poem, I was so... Fucking mad. I was so, so mad. So did he get to hear the poem? He never got to hurt it. Okay, good. He never got to fucking yeah. hurt the goddamn poem. Yeah. He never got to hurt or hear that hear that goddamn poem. And I'm so mad because it was a really good poem. How, how long did you like, spend on that poem? <laughs> it wasn't that long. And oh, I was okay. ready to fight over that poem. Like, I was ready. Like, you know, it was... clear your love. Yeah, it was close to the end of the school year, too. But anyway, so, um, I read a different poem. He was sitting in the front row, too. He was ready, too. Because, like <laughs> I said, everybody told him about it. So, he was ready. And I was ready. So, I was so mad. So, anyway, he was sitting I didn't there say like, the poem, and then I got expelled anyway. Ain't that some shit? Oh, yeah. We would have had to been fucking. <laughs> you so my mad. nigga, even when you ain't my I nigga. I got expelled any the fuck way. <laughs> I was like, ain't that a Did, bitch? Yeah, that, that, it's all types of levels to, like, crushing on somebody when you're different, and, like, people's interpretation of it, and then you got the outsiders that add additional fuels to fire. So you've been to say one thing, and by the mm-hmm. end of the school day, you didn't say it. You want to have his baby on right. the on the back of his daddy truck right. or something like? No, I never but said see, that. I just didn't understand it at that time, though. Like I didn't understand what I was doing, and I was hurting him, and you know, I I I wasn't understanding that. Well, Breezy Cup, if you out there, Tylee said he's sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, Lord knows. He got married and everything. Oh. But yeah, he got married to, uh, uh, you know, a high school sweetheart and all that stuff. That's I beautiful. still sound like a stalker. Like, I feel like I was the original, like, catfish. Like, before. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, but you didn't know. Like, that's, you know, you didn't know back no. then. But, like, I at didn't. the end of the day, like, you know. That, that's one of those things. So. Yeah. Jump into um, now on, like, how people on the scene perceive you. I know you said you kind of feel like people don't really know your personality mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what are some things that you want people to kind of know about who Tylee is? I feel like people think because I'm, like, tall, they want me to be like this. You know, thug, trade ass, like, you know, pick me up. Yeah, slap me around, you know, deep voice, like, you know, I'm going to beat your ass type ass nigga. And I just feel like, even though, for real, like, and I just feel like even though, like, I have that in me, I just feel like that's just not me. I just, like, you know, like I said, I grew up fighting. I'm tired of fighting. I'm at a point to where I don't got to prove shit to fight You told to be me. Okay, listen, for real, all my life, I had to fight, like, okay. Oh no, seriously! And so it's like at that point, it's like I don't know. I don't want to. If I have to put up this facade in order for you to like me, then I don't want to attract you. You know what I'm That's saying? That's very true. And so uh, people just want me to just be that, and I just feel like I'm not that. I'm really laid back. I'm real goofy. You know, I like to just I'm, and I don't want to say like I'm really intelligent, but I like to have conversations mm-hmm. like about all different type of shits. I like to have debates. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm not just about like face and body and just like sex. Not a lot. When I first met you, you was giving trade so I'm just like who is this something of 
what is he doing? Like, I was just like, oh, okay. And then I remember because I got a picture with a video with you and Ken. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, y'all niggas is just giving, like, y'all about to go rob a bank out there. here. Like, what y'all giving? So, um, I mean, I say I have two looks to me. Okay. I say I have the Ty Lee look and then I have the Barbie boy look. So, okay. like, I feel like the Ty Lee look is, like, my more, like, traders look, you okay. know. I'm just really, like, chilling, and then I feel like my Barbie boy is more so, like, you know, my pretty outline wearing, you know, colorful clothes, and, you know. And now, knowing you and your personality, it was, like, the reason why I feel like people are more attracted to you is because you're quiet in those settings, because you probably don't know how to act, or, like, should I be my full self, Mm -hmm. Um, and people don't receive it well. it, it, it stands for me being shot, too. You know, I got, yeah, I got robbed and shot before. Right. Yeah, so, um, well, with that story, <clears throat> um, I was in Job Corps. Okay. So, to make that long story short, to, to get to where I got shot, um, I just was in my mother's house. It was pretty much like senior year. We into it, or whatever okay. the case may be. She had a point to where, like, she tired of just pretty much, like, providing for me, I guess, like that. And I'm at a point to where, like, you know, I feel grown. Like, we didn't already got into it. Like, right. I go so, get my Yeah, own. like, you know, you know how it is. So, uh, long story short, I just made the decision to, like, drop out of school just to get, like, out of her house. Mm-hmm. And just kind of just, like, do my own thing. I didn't really want to make that decision. But at that time, I was working two jobs. I was working at Forever 21. And Hollister. Okay. And, um, and that I makes think sense I was to missing, you in that moment. Yeah, and I think I was missing a credit. So they wanted me to go to, like, summer school. I was in Troy at this point. So this okay. is the difference from Troy's system. So they wanted me to either go to summer school for, like, $600, $800. I forgot what it was. But it was a lot of money. And I'm like, my mama ain't paying for it because we into it. And I can't afford that off the fucking money I'm making. So I'm not doing that. Right. Or they wanted me to graduate um, with my class. And then attend a whole nother year mm. for school because the way that the credit was breaking up is only like a half a credit each semester it's like four semesters or whatever case may be so in order to get that whole credit I would have to like pretty much go to school for a whole year, year and I already done graduated and all that other stuff and then I would have to take all the classes over I couldn't just take that one so I'm like fuck that like yeah, I'm not a- doing that like that decision I was like you know in my head at that time I'm like I'm leaving fuck this I'm not happy I'm miserable you know so I left. And so I'm in pretty much Job Corps, and I'm in a different state. I went to St. Louis, and I don't know what's going on, um, you know, um, just being in a different state, just a different environment, just being on my own. It was just kind of like, you know, I'm really, like, on my own, for real, for mm-hmm. real, because it's like, you know, I can't really, like, lean on nobody for real, for you real. You got to support me. yourself. Yes. Yeah. So, that's what grew me up. I, I ran the fuck out of Job Corps. <laughs> like, it was just to the point, like, I had got kicked out of there. Absolutely. But I got kicked out of there with all my shit. But the reason why I got kicked out of there is because I fell in love. <clears throat> Young and dumb. With a nigga. Been in Job Corps for a long time. And so, he pretty much was, like, working. And I was there, you know, um, to be a chef. And then I was there to get my diploma. Okay. And so, um, while he working, you know, he was on... Okay, so, he was on a down low. Okay. Okay? So, this is how we met. He was on the down low. And so, I'm the new little gay guy. Like, you know... Story of my life. You know, (laughs) I'm here. And so, he ended up slapping the shit out of me. 
by a conversation, I was just like, you know, he was a little short nigga, and I was just like, you know, who who is you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, get out my face thinking I'm that bitch, you know, from Detroit, right. all these things, you know. So he ended up like, what? I'll slap the shit out of you. Like, well, I'm like, you ain't gonna do nothing. So he ended up really, like, slapping, slapping the, the shit, shit out, out of me. If it just, like, really shocked me, because it, he was really a little nigga, like, I'm not gonna, like, he... So I was just like, oh my God, he got heart. He got bought. And it just, I don't know why it turned me on. Young and dumb. <laughs> young and dumb. Only because, a nigga can slap you listen, and you fall in love. Young and dumb. Like I was the stupidest person <laughs> in that moment because I don't know why that attracted me. But from that moment, we were just kind of like secretly talking. Then he just like came out the closet for me. Now, need I remind you, he been there for a very long time. So when he came out the closet for me, that's what made me feel like, like, oh my God. Like, you love me. Yeah, because I'm just like, what? Me, why would you do that? And then he was in a gang and all that other stuff. He didn't tell his parents. Like, it, I felt like, you know. That bitch. Yes. Okay. So then, like I said, he was working. So when he came back to the campus, he was just giving me the money. And like, <laughs> for real, he was just giving me the money. He okay. was like, you know, he was just like a little hood nigga. Like, he didn't like... He 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 just cared about Hennessy and weed. Like that's all he gave that a fuck. And life. he was just like, "Here, you you can have all this money. Buy me a bottom, and I'm good to go." So instead of me doing that, I just was like flipping the money, and I was just like taking care of us, saving it, you know, buying him new shoes because he he just wasn't together at that point. So you know, I was just pretty much building him up and all this other stuff. So I thought I was in love. Okay, so fast forward. You know, everybody couldn't stand it. They, like, you know, we causing too much gay attention to the campus. And they just, like, you know, what is going on? Like, you know, the guy's mad as hell because, like I said, he's been out this long time. And now you gay and you let this big tar, you know, what is going on? Like, so they was, it was just a lot going on. So they was just pretty much like, y'all got to go. Long story short, they was like, look, either you don't go... Either you leave now and you get all your shit, all your money, or whatever the case may be, and we give you everything and y'all be fine. Or you stay here and you're not gonna get shit, and we go, you know, we gonna find a way, pretty much. And not to think about it, it was such the most illegal shit ever. <laughs> but this is what was being said, and I'm so dumb. I'm al- I'm alone. I'm young, so I'm like, fuck it. And I missed out on my graduation, I'm mad, because I worked really hard to get my diploma. Everything that i just been through in life, I worked really hard to get there. So I was mad as fuck that, like, I was, you know, fast and furious with a nigga. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, always a nigga. You know, and I just didn't, you know, I just wasn't really thinking. So I got my money, I got my diploma, and I got the fuck on, because that's really what I came there for. Right. So I did that, and I came back. Um, I moved with my twin. And so, uh, pretty much, I instantly got a job. And to make a long story short, how I ended up getting shot is that on my off day, I ended up finding out that he had got a bitch pregnant. Mm. And he was texting this bitch this whole time. So, while I'm working and doing all this shit, like, you know, trying to, like, stack Make a life. Yeah, like, he at the house chilling because we living with my twin and shit. So, it's not like he was trying to find a job and all this other stuff. And don't tell me what the fuck he was doing at the house. But all I know is, like, for real. But all I know is, like, he was just texting this bitch, got this bitch pregnant, talking about, like, oh, I wish I was there with you. So... I end up leaving, and it was like my off day, so I had to make some errands. He not from here, so he had to come with me. So I'm out and about. We on the bus, like you know, and you you know how it mm-hmm. is at that point. So we on the bus and shit like that. Apparently, we didn't cause some attention 
to somebody or whatever the case may be because he walking on seven mile like oh I lost my engagement ring so we on seven mile I guess somebody noticed us or whatever the case may be and then to make a long story short as me walking to my like best friend house they end up kind of like walking up on us and like pulled the gun out on me or whatever the case may be and then I could not see anything like it was just so crazy in that moment like all I could hear was like God just saying like run like just run and like I froze I couldn't talk it was just like I couldn't say nothing to the guy and so I just dropped everything and I just like ran and so I feel like me running is what saved my life so as I ran that's how I got shot and I got shot by a caliber 45 Mm. um I got shot in my lower back and it traveled um from my spine up and it tore half my liver and then it was three inches from my spine and then the bullet got like stuck in my ribs Mm. and it broke my ribs so like I couldn't walk I couldn't do anything so it was like stuck in my ribs for six months so it was just so crazy so like I was in the hospital I was in ICU I couldn't eat I couldn't do anything um I couldn't move I just couldn't do like nothing like it, it totally fucked me up and they thought they was gonna have to like keep um doing surgery on me because I was like internally bleeding I like like I lost seven pints of blood Mm. so it was just like a whole crazy experience so from that like experience and just like being with him and just like you know I just have like real 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 bad like trust issues and so it's it's hard for me to like really like go to parties or go to events and trust and just be like having fun and being mm-hmm. like you know drunk and not like Woo, you know like yeah like i'd be like shit and then then in, in reality i be on crime in the d and i see what's going on in the world and you know i'm not oblivious to what shit is happening especially mm-hmm. in detroit and so it's hard for me to really like really like shit we can't even go to zap zone and to the bowling alleys and shit and like be, that yeah you know what i'm saying just being like real safe places like that so like to go to after hours and like clubs and and partying and doing shit like that, that it's hard for me to just really enjoy myself in those type of environments because i don't trust people well i'm definitely thankful that you here in the flesh <laughs> you shared your testimony because god got a calling on your life you. like I, I definitely think that there are people who walk amongst this earth that don't know why they go through the things that they yeah. go through. Um, but sometimes I feel like those be the things that propel you yeah. to the next level. And so, like, that's why I think your brand is going to do amazingly Thank because you. you're supposed to be here. And, like, you're supposed to be able to live from those moments to separate um, all the shit that you've been through. To be able to like have some glory and to have some reward and be like, if I would have took myself out, how could I ever be able to see this blessing? Yeah. You know, Man, I mean, I recall like I was behind my wheel and I'm like, I'm just about to run this car into the wall. Like, you know, I was holding a Bible in mm-hmm. tears and I was like, Lord, if I let go of this gas, like I am going to smash this car into this wheel. So I need you to give me all this strength because I, I, I don't know what else to do. Because I was at my, like, really breaking point. I mean, I've been through a lot. Like, I've been homeless. I done slept at the park. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've jumped from house to house. I done been through all of that stuff, you know? And so I think that's what makes me so humble, like, to this day now is because it's like I'm not ashamed of where I came from or what I've been through, what my experiences are. Because at the end of the day, um, I built myself to, like, not be 
that person anymore and that experience is the reason why I am able to be creative and I am able to create this business and be able to eventually create opportunities for other people and feed other people and mm-hmm. like I, I mean I just want to do so much and you know the problem is right now is just I don't have the money to do what I really want to mm-hmm. do but once I do reach that point to where I do make the money and I reach that certain you know person or mm-hmm. whatever happens or whatever you know God about to bring my way when it does happen I will be able to bring so many opportunities to so many people just off of my experiences alone and that's why I can't wait and that's why I'm I'm doing this. It's more than just sunglasses to me. You know what I'm saying? This is my life, it's my legacy. And even if I don't um have a child. So tell the people. Tell the people about your brand. Okay. Okay. And let them know exactly like what it is that you do and where do you see the vision for y'all happen. And don't forget to tell them about your event coming up. Well, um, it's so hard to really talk about my business because there's so many things like, you know, I'm trying to take it. But so far, um, my business is tightly frames. And right now, I am currently doing um, sunglasses. And so, I have a website, which is www.ty-lee.com. Okay. And it's currently um, open. You can buy glasses right now. And I am currently about to do an event, which is March 20th. Um, it is a boss empowerment, a, a boss's empowerment event, and it's going to be a lot of amazing black-owned vendor and um, vendors that's going to be there. Okay, and I can't wait to really like you know just really show my share my space and product and just see what other people got going on there. But as far as my business, um, this is my third year going on. So, what would you tell a um, person who is young and ready to start? their own business in those moments of where they feel like they're not supported or people don't see their vision how do you keep going in those moments um god okay it is hard i'm not gonna lie because you have to sacrifice so much and that's why i was gonna say like you know with this going um being my third year it's so um many trials and tribulations that you go through and then especially with this pandemic, it's so many things that, like, you have Making to, hard. like, yes, like, factor in. And so with my business alone, it's like I'm still learning the business, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you are starting a business or if you are currently having a business, the best advice that I can give you is, one, not to give up and just be patient and learn. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the world changed, everything changed, and you don't know what another person's business or what somebody else is doing. And just because, you know, they look like they're doing, you know, everything that you want to do or where you want to be at, doesn't, like, you don't know what it took for them to get there. You get what I'm saying? Right. So just be patient and just, you know, learn the business and just, you know, watch your surroundings and just go off your instincts. I feel like, you know, if people really, like, listen to their instincts, and really invest into their life. That's the key word. That's invest, the, invest in into yourself. your life. Yes. Not even just money. Just you know your mindset. Sit down. Think what you really want to do. Write it down. You know. Study. Learn. You don't have to actually go to school. You know to be taught something. You know you can sit there on YouTube. You can take your time out of the day. If y'all can sit here and watch reality TV or drink all day and smoke whatever, you know you can learn the skill by yourself. You don't need nobody to teach you that. You know right. you don't know what type of skill set you have. 
that you're just, you know, I don't want to say wasting, but you're just sitting on by not exploring that talent. So I feel like that's my advice to people who is doing the business is just like learn it, you know, invest in yourself. Right. And so I know you talked about Tyler E. Frames wanting to do more community involvement mm-hmm. and activism. What would you like that to look like for yourself? Well, I I absolutely want to do um, more community service because, like I said, I've been homeless. I've been, you know, the, I, I haven't been the person on the corner, you know, asking for money and stuff like that. But, you know, luckily I have friends and, you know, people who I could depend on in that moment that, mm-hmm. you know, let me, invited me to their house. So um, just coming from that, I know how it feels to have people turn your back on them to not, you know, I've been in abusive relationships like you know I've been raped like I, I, I experienced a lot like I said I've been shot so like I feel like I I bring a lot of value to um, the community because I, I experience so much so people can like I guess come to me and learn from me I guess mm-hmm, in a way mm-hmm. and so I just really one I want to have a house um I just haven't started it yet, so I want to have a house of Tylee. Okay. We we talking it into yeah. solution we right are, We're talking in the existence. I'm going to have a house of Tylee because eventually, like I said, when my business branch off, I want to be able to pass, you know, it down to people, mm-hmm. you know, because if I don't have my own kids, like, I want to be able to, you know, leave my name to someone that would mm-hmm. be able to uh, carry my legacy. But <clears throat> besides that, um... I want to have like a community center, but kind of like, not like dive core, but in a way it's like that, like, you know, to get really homeless people off the street and, you know, bring them back into existence, you know, I really want to, you know, help them, you know, learn how to, you know, build their credit back up and, you know, how to like actually, you know, survive and grocery shop and like things that people don't really know, like you know this shit is really hard like adulthood is hard you know and then people think like you know money all it takes is money but really it takes the mindset and the willpower you better to, say that to do it and so i want to be able to have like a center to where not only you know you're off the streets and you know you're not in the cold but you're also learning skill sets to where you know, you don't revert back to homelessness. Period. You know what I'm saying? You're not just going back to like holding a sign and like that's not where your mindset is making you comfortable. You know, you like I can do it. You know, and so that that's what I want. And even if it's like not even just youth, I I, I mean I want it to be open to everybody. I don't know what age group I really want to start it with, but right. you know because there's so many like young people that get kicked out and like experience that's like very you true. know. And then, you know, with trans, it's like, you know, I want it to be so open to whoever needs the assistance, but I don't want it to be where people taking advantage of the system. Right. You know, because we all know them people, and we know, you know... (laughs) I, you know, I want it to no. be like it's a time limit. Like, you know, if you come to this program, if you are here, like you've been here, here six for a years, month or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> like, you know, it takes three. You here for we three? We know months. you done racked up. Yeah, babe. like you not you saving your money. You're not saving your money to go to the liquor stores <laughs> or go to the club. Like, no, you got a curfew and like you know. And even though it may seem ridiculous to people or whatever, but you know, people need to learn like discipline. Yeah, like to, you know. Yeah. I get it. So, I eventually want to branch off my business and start doing that. And then, um, I just have so many avenues. I want to do clothing. Um, you know, I want to do home decor. 
Oh, I, I can do see that. Travel. Yeah, I just I just have so many things I want to do, and then I am branching off into photography too. So I definitely um, plan on getting a store and having my studio, and then I want to have like you know a tiny studio to where people can just come and take photos and just get comfortable and do their thing. So I just yeah. have so many like things that I really want my business to branch off to. It's just like I said, it's just <clears throat> a matter of me getting to the money. Yeah, and so that's that's the good thing is that like. Now, 10 years from now, we can look back on this and be like, you know what, bitch, we did everything that you said on that couch and you said you wanted to do. Um, and it's about having people, the one thing... The support. Yeah, that support, that network, learning people, and like it motivates you in mm-hmm. moments. Like I know there has been times where he didn't got discouraged, where I had to be like, Absolutely. no, you got this, baby. Like You're going to do this, and Absolutely. it's going to happen the way it needs to. And like sometimes... Sometimes when you think about people in this industry or trying to do this type of work, that like if these people not motivating you or pushing you to be yeah. the better version of yourself, you wasting your time and your talent. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, I just even now in my adulthood, it's like my fear is because I experience all of that is that I don't want to go back to being homeless. I don't want to go back to like losing things. Right. But at the same time, like I'm so connected with God and like I believe in my business so much is that like I'm realizing that, you know, all of this is really material things. And that when I get to that higher power and once I get to that place that I'm supposed to be at that he's trying to take me to. Then I will, excuse me, I will be able to have all the things that, you know, I desire. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's like, you know, I'm sacrificing a lot of things. I lost a lot of things in my life. Even though I did just move into this wonderful place. It's beautiful. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Um, I I had a house, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I had a studio. I had a whole, you know, setup, Mm -hmm. you know. But the person, you know, who I was in that house, they wasn't taking care of their bills, they wasn't paying the taxes, you know, so the house is going in a foreclosure, okay. COVID then hit, you right. know, they not taking care of the house, I'm not about to, you know, just be throwing my money away, I got a business I have to pay for, I got right. all this stuff, I got a man, like, it's just so much, no, seriously, <laughs> like, you man. know, for okay. real, like, it's just so much shit that's going on, and so it was just like, you know, I sacrificed a lot, I got fired from my job. So I'm solely just depending on my business and just like networking and just like this is me. This mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. So it's You're just grinding. like, yeah. And so, you know, I definitely got discouraged. Like, you know, is this worth it? Because if I wouldn't be giving so much into my business and giving so much into this, I'm you know, I, I, I would have the money to have my shit together. And, I you know, I, I would yeah. still be having my car and I still would be, you know. But at the same time, I just feel like, you know, that's still materialistic and that's still not my bigger picture. And that's not where I want my life to be, you know. Right. And so um, it's hard for me to really, I guess, go from like feeling like I'm settling and like realizing that this is for the bigger picture, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's hard for me to like um, sometimes keep keep going or keep pushing because it's like I'm also doing it alone. I'm not. I don't have a team. Mm-hmm. I don't have no one. You know, really behind me. Like you know, keep, keep going. You know, I have yeah. y'all, but you get what I'm saying. Like no, on the I day, hear you. The day to day basis. You know, I, I'm excited about my own shit. I'm looking at my own website. I'm designing. You know, so you could only hype yourself up so much. But if you don't really got nobody like out there that really believe in like what you're doing too, mm-hmm. you kind of get discouraged from that. Yeah, I think that's sometimes be my struggle with Malti at times. Like, I had took a 
break and my hiatus because she had my own mental health was suffering mm-hmm. and I was going through my own problem. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you find that, like, you have a fan base and people are actually listening to you and appreciate your point of view, you feel obligated to keep going in those moments. And then, slowly but surely, you start seeing these little um, milestones, you say, like, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, shit, okay, now I'm in a magazine, like, now they featuring me, okay, great. So this is, that be Which my congratulations. Oh, thank you. That be my yield, and like to think that this is my first year in, and all I want to do is make space for other people to tell their stories and their narratives. And, and then you've been doing this for a long time too, and I feel like that that like even your story alone, like people got to like you've been doing a lot of projects and you've been yeah. doing a lot of things. Like you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then for this, this is like you said, this is something that you always wanted. This is something you prayed on. This is something that was in your cars that you know. You felt like not what? only that you deserve, but you felt like you know th- this is something that at the end of the day is going to happen for me. And that the fact that all of these years and all of these mm-hmm. projects and all of these things didn't didn't happen for you, and that now here you are, and the one thing that you you know you wanted because it's like how do you how do you evolve? How do you stay relevant? Yeah. How do you push yourself to not get stagnant in a place to where like. Okay, yeah, I can talk on panels and I can do community yeah. activism, but I want to do more than that. Like, I want to be able to do more. And once you learn to unlock that part in your brain, that like that fear factor, that's what I call it, that fear factor where you self-doubting and you self-loading and you really believe yeah. in everything that you touch turns that Midas gold and yeah. you can do it. Because that's me. I be so, I am my worst critic. Like, I'm so hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, because I've been through so much stuff, it's like I'd be so scared to put myself out there and like show people like, oh, this is what I've been through. I don't know. I, and it's not like I want people to look at me as a victim. I don't know. Like I, as much as like I don't care what people like think of me I, as a business person, you have to value mm-hmm. what people think of you in a way. Yes, and so do. it's like I don't know what. I feel like because people just constantly, and this is in my mind, mm-hmm. I don't know what people, you know, right, right, what right. people really thinking of me. But in my mind, I think that people is just constantly judging me and watching me just to see what, like, You I'm know what doing. my therapist say? Mm-hmm. My therapist say, um, I do that, because I do that. It's mm-hmm. about creating narrative. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody even told yeah. you that shit, right? <laughs> but because in our mind, we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it all like, it only mm-hmm. take a little fuse of it to yeah. set this whole story off, and you be like, now she ain't said nothing like that. Yeah. Um, and but, that's me in my head. Like, I'm constantly in my head. Like, you know, people just judging me. And, like, I don't... People don't know. Like, I'm, I have a personality. I'm goofy. I don't yeah. really talk in my videos. And, like, you know, in my pictures, I don't really like smiling and stuff. I'm straight. I just want you to leave mind. yourself room to be human and, like, yeah. make mistakes. And I know we can be our own worst critics. But um, I've learned whoever critiquing you... If they're not doing better than you, mm-hmm. they should shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> like, not being funny. A lot of people, because um, lately this year, I have been getting a lot of um, haters, will you say? Okay. <laughs> like, of a better I mean, way. Hate, I mean, they exist. They, they do know, exist. Um, and they my factors. Okay. okay. Shout out to y'all. I, okay. I need y'all. Um, but what I will say is that, like, people don't know the struggle of what they see before you. So they see these pictures. They see you in the designers or they see you right. um your accolades but they don't know 
that there's been a lot of work that I did in activism where I didn't get paid for that shit. Yeah. I was homeless sitting on a panel okay. talking about how this shit is wrong. Right. And then still go back to being hungry right. and struggling. Okay. Like, Yeah, and people don't know. And, and so, and that's the thing for me. It's just like, I mean, it's it, it's kind of like you do got to fake it till you make it. But in a way, it's like, you know, it's real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you still live in it. So it's like, you don't know how to really like... How to tell people, like, hey, yeah, I'm at this panel talking to y'all, but I'm just letting you know that after I'm done talking to you, I'm about to go back to being homeless and and being hungry. It's like, you know, that's not the message I'm trying to give to y'all because at the end of the day, I know that I got a bigger picture and that I'm going to make it. So I want you to hear what I really want you to hear because this is what's really important, not the fact of me struggling. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what the thing is was for me. I didn't I wanted people to see the polish me and not the like hurt me, the sad me, because there's days that I sit here and I just cry and I just Mm -hmm. like I am sensitive. Right. And I listen to some music or, you know, I just be sitting here because I can't sleep at night. Okay. So I'll be up at night and I'll just be looking at the ceiling and I'll just talk to God and I just really just be like in my feelings. Because a lot just be really on my plate and on my mind. And I just feel like people don't realize that is that, you know, when you do have a business, you know, a lot really comes with it. You know, you you do have to worry about like feeding people and, you know paying for all of making these all your bills and, you every know, month like i said i got an event coming up so i gotta pay for this event mm-hmm. and pay for my bills and you know mm-hmm. worry about like you know all, all the, it's just so many things that just comes with like the fact that you know just take what i'm taking to the event i have to like you know design the website different and right. you know do certain stuff so it's just like a lot that really just comes with that and i just feel like it takes a lot on your mental space and people don't really talk about mental health and mental health is so important and it takes a lot for a person to really you know conquer mental health you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and when you really don't have that support system them inner demons really well, eat you up they, they be, will eat your they ass be yelling up. at your they be ass yelling. they be screaming you be like i'm about to jump out this motherfucking <laughs> window right the fuck now like it's <laughs> happening like it's this is the day they won't shut the fuck okay, up like i don't know what else to do because they're telling me jump so i'm about to motherfucking jump like you know but then you know god be like look i got you don't worry about it because I don't know what y'all got, but listen, that's why I keep bringing him up. Because he be talking to me every time that okay. I be like, I be doubting myself. Or I be like, you know, what am I going to do? He be like, I got you. And I just, I what I see for you is just like, I want people to understand that what they see before them is not always. It's a whole lot of bricks that went to yeah. pave in this road that y'all see. And like, you on your journey. Like, mm-hmm. your brand is getting out there now. You mm-hmm. are making good names and try so. I'm excited to what five years from now from Tyler Frames look like. It's going to be amazing. And all your hard work is going to pay off. So don't stop hustling. Don't stop grinding. And don't give up hope. Thank you. I'm excited, too. Um, I feel like I can't wait to really... Excuse me. I don't know why I keep... You know, <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. That Vernus. I'm drinking Vernus, by the way. Michiganders. Okay. <laughs> but um, I just can't really wait to bring the opportunities... Mm-hmm. to people to be able to like teach them the things that I learned because I know it's a lot of people out there now that's struggling that need guidance and, and that's why I really want to start like 
showing myself more and just being more out there because I know it's a lot of people that have been through a lot of the stuff that I've been through that want to give up or that is giving up, that is, you know, killing themselves and stuff. And, you know, I feel like I'm being selfish in a way because I do have a story to tell. I do have a platform, you know, in a way to where I can reach people, you know, and I just have to come over that shyness and actually talk to the people and let them know that, you know, you're not alone. Yeah. It is a try. So, this your girl, Miss Mouthy. Thank you for coming on and telling us about your story, your journey, um, your business, and about your new event you got coming up next week. So Yes, I will be posting the event. It is March 20th. It's from 3 to 7. It is Bosses Empowerment. Um, I don't have the address with me. I wish I had. We're recording everywhere, so yeah. Um, I will be posting it, but y'all can follow me on my Instagram, which is Tylee is T Y L E E dot frames F R A M E S on Instagram, and then you also can follow me on Twitter as well, which is Tylee Frames, and then Facebook as well, which is T Y apostrophe L E E space frames and Snapchat Tylee Frames. Okay.